seven of Daisy Geek Girls. I'm Swapna Krishna. And I'm Preeti Chibber, and we are recording on Friday, August 12th. Yay! I like wrote that in for half a second. I was like, is it August 12th? Oh my god. <laughs> I'm looking forward to cooler weather. Like it's supposed to cool down here next week, but I'm also like, it's almost like we're almost at fall. Like is it what? I just like I don't even know. Like, yeah. <laughs> I know. That's what I was just telling Preeti before we start recording that I think I'm I'm traveling like nine times between now and the end of the year. Like my and like people are like, oh, do you wanna like do something? I'm like, how does your January? <laughs> that is the person I am right now because oh my like God. <laughs> I am traveling so like I'm 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 traveling three times in August. I'm really excited. I think I'm gonna be able to go to the launch of the new NASA rocket. So like if you got if anybody if if you're listening to this and you're into space, which is very quite is quite possible, I'll probably be doing a lot of like live tweeting and videos and stuff from that. Um and then just yeah, like um I think we're both gonna be at NYCC. I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, the plan is yes right now, yes, obviously, depending yeah. on how things go and what dystopic event happens. <laughs> right, that's exactly. <laughs> I'm like telling people like, yeah, my plan is to be there, but um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see I don't know. I still haven't done any big, like I did the Strange New Worlds premiere, but it was Vax that's different. required. Yeah. And like they're so it was mostly cast and crew and they're so careful on those sets. Like they have to test every day. They literally mm-hmm. test them every day, sometimes multiple times a day. So like wasn't too worried about there, but that's the only big indoor event I've done. And like, yeah, I'm gonna do this launch, but we're gonna be in like a field. Yeah, like, that's different. This is different. It's like outdoors in a field in fun Florida weather in August. But um yeah, we'll be inside the press room, but I'm guessing it's NASA, so there'll be masks. Um, just, uh, but yeah, I've not done a con. No, me neither. And it, we'll see. Like, I don't know yeah. if New York Comic Con has come out with its requirements, but like a terrible CDC thing yesterday where they were like, relax that, it all. And then my, 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 they ran celebration and my um, impression from that was that they didn't enforce any, like they had maybe a mask requirement, but it wasn't enforced. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's, we'll see. It's, this is a fun fun way to do things these days. Yeah, I think also, like, even if I go, just because, A, because, like, I might, like, walk around on, like, a thir- Thursday maybe, but then, mm. like, once Saturday hits, I'll go to anything I'm on the schedule for, but not, like, actually hanging out at the con. No, yeah. It's not fun a- anyway on Saturdays because it's so crowded. It's too busy. Although, I don't I don't know what, cl- like, con That's true. like these days. Um, yeah. They might be limiting capacity. Yeah, and I like, I just don't know. But we'll see. Maybe, maybe Anyways, it's yes. possible. possible. Possible New York Comic Con. Maybe we'll find out. Um, other things happening in the fall because uh, a show we're very excited about got bumped from an August premiere to a September premiere. And the, yeah. the trailer came out for Andor. Yeah. The Cassie and Andor show. Okay, do we know? Was that, did it get bumped to the end of September? Yeah, it's or- like September 20-something. Okay, so so because we'll, I know we'll probably do episode to episode of Lord of the Rings, so those two will over or Rings of Power, Rings I guess power. is. So those two will probably overlap our coverage of those. My guess is my guess. It's like stop putting everything out. I at know. The same time. I well, I'm just glad. It, I'm honestly glad they pushed it to the end of September because otherwise it was going to be She Hulk. I think well yeah and I think it's a combination of like I wonder I'm so curious about how the Ms. Marvel Obi-Wan thing went because I know and we're going to talk about Ms. Marvel uh on the show today finally finally that's our fault that's our focus um but you know there was a lot of talk about viewership numbers on Ms. Marvel even though it's the best it's hands down the best Marvel TV show um just in terms of like start to finish execution all of those things and I'm so curious if they were like, we shouldn't have put it in. I don't think they should have. I agree. I don't think they should have either. I think that was a huge mistake. And like, but cause like, if you look at the way Paramount plus has done it with Star Trek, we had like, we got like something like 46 weeks straight of Star Trek, but very little of it. There was some overlap, I think between disco and prodigy, but those are such different audiences mm-hmm. that it's fine. Like you can do that, but like, yeah. Yeah, I, I do think that that probably hurt Miss Marvel a bit because like you can only you only, you only have we only all have room for so much right yes, now. Yes, agreed. Um, yeah, so I wonder if that I think it was probably a combination of like 
finishing up touches and part of that might have been yeah and i looked at the schedule and i think they're actually just dropping the first three episodes of andor they on are. day one too so mm-hmm. like yeah i don't know how so. many episodes it's supposed to be eventually it's longer i mean i mean i don't think like longer than six episodes like mm-hmm. i think it's like at least eight from what i was looking at that's good i feel like my yeah. complaint with these shows is always i wish i got more moon Knight season two that is what oh! we were trying to figure out. Okay, like, Brady and I spent 15 <laughs> minutes trying to figure out what was the big piece of news we would want to talk about on the podcast, but neither of us could remember. And that's what it was. Because, yeah, okay. Ooh, right? That was it? Yes, yes. Okay, it was Moon Knight yeah. Season 2. Okay, we'll be there in a second. We'll be there in a second. Um, okay. So, for the Andor trailer, though, gotta say, big fan. I thought yeah. it was oh, yes. so good. Right? They're giving, a, like, first of all, I think we both agree Rogue One, top top five, top three Star Wars films. For Might me, even be top for me. For me, it's top three for sure. It's just so good. Yeah. But Diego, first of all, Diego Luna in a Star Wars movie. Like, mm-hmm. love of my life. Like, mm-hmm. light of my heart. Thank you so mm-hmm. much for being in this movie. And then giving him this TV show for this character. It's one of those things where you're like, it's a prequel. We already know, like, his his character journey, how it ends, but I don't mind seeing the building of this like spy thriller Star Wars. No, because that was one thing that Rogue One gave us that we hadn't really seen before was the like the, the opening sequence where he's introduced yeah. with him like acting as like, I think like his, I'm acting as this like agent for the rebellion. And we'd never seen that side of it. And it was very understandable why the movie couldn't focus on that, but like it was super intriguing. And mm-hmm. I was like, I would love more of that and like it really feels like they've come through with um you know with with making this show like what 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 I wanted after having seen yeah, that right bit. it looks like really just I think what's nice about these Star Wars shows when they pull it off is peeking into another like slightly left of space fantasy genre and combining mm-hmm. them in mm-hmm. a really fun way and yep. so this seems like, like it's going to be the mm-hmm. this and, yeah mm-hmm. yeah i, I think i'd have thought about that cool. but you're right they're doing it in a much more effective way i think marvel is still finding its footing with that yes. um yes. the balance between um making a making a making a marvel show that isn't a Mar- you know like that is isn't beholden still... to the wider sort of right yeah. or that maybe is but it the the the, the narrative of the show is more important yes. than the ties to the wider yes uh universe and i think star wars has like relatively artfully figured it out to a to a to a, to a maybe more successful extent but yeah um, yeah i would agree with that I think so. And I, and one thing that I think we both want to point out is very early on in the trailer, we got a shot. We don't know who she is of this this woman. And I was like, that woman's the AC. She's got to be. Indian. Indian. <laughs> 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 like my mom walking down the street and seeing I know. a brown person. <laughs> and like, the, and, and you know, when we were young and it was like a rare sight. And then, like, like you know, yeah, no. Yeah, it's... it got less, like, <laughs> it's like when my sister, I, like, visited my sister when she was studying abroad in Japan, and we went out into this, like, suburb of Tokyo for, for something or the other, and we found an Indian grocery store. <laughs> and so we went inside, and the, like, auntie running it was so excited to see us. She just started taking stuff off the shelves and giving it to us. Oh my god, that's really funny. <laughs> but so we saw an Indian person in this trailer and got really yes. excited. Yeah. Um, it's a British actress named Virada Sethu. We have no idea who she's playing. Nope. And Preeti did find though that um she is on this poster, so I think she has a relatively major role in the show. Yeah, I think she's a series regular, so we'll okay. <laughs> regularly see her in the series. That's like an official for like term that means something to actors. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I will say, Star Wars continues to come through with South Asians <laughs> being needed Asian. to yes, save the galaxy. Space. Yes, I'm very, I'm very here for it. Very like, here for it. Extremely here for it. Um, so yeah, we are very, very excited. Uh okay, yes, Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Two. That's what it was. 
like when I tell you it was just us like like going. scrolling our Twitter feeds like being like <laughs> yeah. what, what have we tweeted about in the past couple of weeks <laughs> okay so this was the weirdest thing because like it got confirmed where like TikTok well yeah so um it's like they posted I can't even remember who posted I think it might have been the, the director or the showrunner like record like posted a video on TikTok in in Cairo I think and Oscar Isaac was there and everyone was like are you doing Moon Knight season two what yep <laughs> and like the whole thing with Moon Knight is they made it very clear it was kind of one season thing Oscar Isaac like there were like entire interviews about how he didn't want to like be like subject to the like Marvel machine and only like was committed for one season. Mm-hmm. But it looks like so is it confirmed now? I think it's pretty confirmed. Yeah. Which is so funny cuz yeah, he was I think I my guess is he was like I'll commit to one season and then it's my decision if I commit to a second and so yeah. I'm guessing he committed to a second, which is great cuz that first season ends on this like massive cliffhanger yeah mm-hmm. and it's really it's a it was a great show i enjoyed mm-hmm. it so yeah i'm i'm looking forward to seeing more um now that we ended in a place where the characters are further along in their storyline so we can see a mm-hmm. little bit more from them without so much origin stuff um yeah very excited don't very know excited. they're filming yeah, now no. so i mean sooner rather than later i guess who knows yeah, year, I just maybe late next year probably. There's so much. There's so there's much. so much. Yeah, I like. I read it. I read a thing from Damon Lindelof, uh, who who's a co- who's one of the showrunners of Lost, and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, he said a thing. He was like, you know, like Marvel. He was like, I really, I watch everything Marvel. I really like it. He's like, but I wish there. He was like, it's almost there's too much. He was like, I wish there was less so it was more special when Marvel thing came out. He's like, I watch all of it. He's like, but, and it was like interesting to me. I don't know if I agree, but it was interesting to me to hear that because like, it's like, do I, because they have not been, they have not been hitting it out of the park with some of their stuff, like a couple of movies, you know, Multiverse of Madness. I haven't seen Love and Thunder yet, but it did not get good reviews, you know, like, so it's just. And I think they've got like four, four or five movies scheduled next year, and like four or five series. Like, there's a lot. Yeah, and and like to your point, in terms of like just having continuous stuff to watch, this is more than continuous stuff to watch. And mm-hmm. like, to me, it feels very much it like comic book eventy. Like that's what yeah. they're doing, right? They're they're taking which we all loved in terms of like when you pull comic book storytelling and put it on the big screen i think marvel really understands that and really understood it but now it's getting to that point where like it's like when i read comic book events i don't read all of it because i i literally cannot i don't have the time to read every single book and every single event so i pick and choose i read the ones that i'm excited about i read the ones about the characters i'm excited about and then i trust that the editor notes will make me understand what's going on right like so that's what this feels like now yeah, I agree. Like, there's a lot at this point. I think I think at some point, I'm just it's just gonna be like, I'm not sure I'm gonna be able to keep up with everything. Like at this point, the movies, I I, I watch the movies when I you know when they come to streaming. Like, they're yeah, not I don't think either one of us has theater. have seen um, Love and Thunder yet. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so we'll see it eventually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how it feels about everything. That said, yeah. that said, oh no, we're not there yet. Where, where, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, just I want to talk about a couple of video games really quick. Uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley is a game that's coming out in early access on Steam and I think on console at the beginning of September. I got a, like, demo, like a private demo from the studio uh, last week, and I just wanted to talk about it because I think it's really cool. Um, it's a life sim, so you can, like, with Disney characters, basically. So life sim, like, think Animal Crossing. You can, like, get a house, decorate your house, dress your character buy clothes uh you know all that sort of thing but it's also got a story so like one of my issues with animal crossing and why i couldn't stick with it for the long term was like i got bored after a while um but this and they're going to continue be continuously adding new content if you want to get early access which you know the game is not officially come out till next year if you want early access you have to pay for it i think otherwise it's if you wait until it comes out it's free to play 
Oh, that's exciting. They said there will not be any microtrans, like, or no, there might be micro, there will not be any paying to, like, speed things up, paying to get ahead, like, you can pay to, like, I think you can pay to buy clothes and stuff for your character, but there's no, like, mm. gaming the system, you know, the annoying, yeah, like, yeah, 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 the yeah. system thing. None of that, which is really cool, and they're gonna keep adding new worlds. I don't know, man. It was really cute and really cool, and um, I'm really excited about it. Uh, so I just wanted to, I just wanted to like highlight that. And then um, Thirsty Suitors is a game from um, Outer Loop, and it is a South Asian game with a South Asian family protagonist. And the idea is the main character has to battle, like goes home to face her like very strict Indian parents, and has to battle her way through. <laughs> uh, Love it. Um, I should say South Asian parents. I'm not sure she's Indian, but like, mm-hmm. you know, similar cultural, you know, expectations from your family Yep, <laughs> across the South Asian, di- you know, it's across the diaspora. So it's, um, she has to go home and, um, yeah, no, it looks really good. I played the demo. The demo's available on Steam right now and it's fantastic. I wrote about it at Wired, but anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there because like, you don't see a South Asian protagonist in yeah. a game very often, much less a, um a character who like actually faces like things like and like has like all this brings all the stuff to the table that we bring and Mm -hmm. it's just it's interesting and from south asian creatives yes yeah yes so anyway um we should see about getting them on the show i bet we We could yeah i bet we could um okay Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. Back to Miss Marvel. Okay. Uh, you just finished the show. I just finished it. So this is my fault that we waited so long. Um, uh, well, no, is... I was gonna I was gonna ask what your thoughts were. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it is, it is, but it is my fault we waited so long because I just finished it. Uh, I loved it. Part of the reason it took me so long to finish it is because it was a show I thought about after every episode mm-hmm. and like reflected on. It wasn't like a quick watch for me. Um it was very entertaining. I don't want to make it sound like it wasn't, but like it just brought so much to the table mm-hmm. that I didn't expect and that I, you know, it interrogates our culture and the it interrogates so much of who we are very well. Um, mm-hmm. And so it was just a very thinky show for me. So it took me a while to watch it, but I, I mean, I loved it. Why could you not? Like there's, it, it's, bet- like, it just balances everything so well because like, I'm like trying to figure out where to start. And I don't know. Like, so we talked about the first episode, right? That's it. We talked about the first episode. So this would be two through six. Um, yeah. yeah, I agree with you. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it had far more strengths than it had weaknesses. I agree. Um, like most of my frustrations are, as I said earlier, like I wish they had had like two more episodes to yes. dive into things and spend yes. more time on things, you know, like, Episode um, five, which is the episode with Fawad Khan and yeah, the partition um, episode. Yeah, the partition episode. I wish that had gotten an entire, like truly an entire episode mm-hmm. of its own, like just the two of them, like building their story together. I thought would have been really, I, I would have loved, not just because I love Fawad Khan, but also because yeah. <laughs> I think no, that, that yeah. it was really wonderful being in that time. It was um, wonderful being in that time, and it felt very rushed. Yes. Like you go right. from the meeting to them being married and, you know, like in like 10 seconds. Yeah. And like they were both so good. So like, mm-hmm. like fine. Um, they could handle it. Yes. But it was one where I was like, oh, I really wish they had had like far, far more time to spend on this. But mm-hmm. over like aside from time, like really aside from time, I think everything else I thought was well that's not true I have one other thing that we can talk about um but in terms of like okay let's start with Iman Villani let's start with okay with Kamala's story because that was I thought they took no normal they took the themes and the ideas and the pieces yes. of no normal and adapted it so wonderfully yes and there has been a lot of back and forth about um, the adaptation of her story, her powers, yeah. all of that. I do not speak for everybody and I understand people who have issues with it, but I honestly do not. I think that they, Same. they, they took, they, they no, it is not a literal translation. Um, mm-hmm. It does not need to be. It's a different universe. It's a different, it's a different medium. It's a different, you know, um, 
I, I don't, I think, I think they did a very good job adapting, um, adapting things. And like, if it was a big, like, I don't know, like, I think they did a good job adapting her powers. I think they look visually cool, which is important. And yeah, yeah we have to, th- I think it's important to think about deploying her powers within the budget of a TV show. Yes. Um, I would rather get this adaptation of her powers than get a true translation of her powers and it looked terrible. I don't want body horror. Yes, I know. <laughs> and like, it would look terrible. Like they, they didn't have the money for that. They didn't have like, the money. And so- this crystal thing you know whatever it looks cool and it's like so I like um I'm I'm, so I'm happy with I'm happy with that and then like just like the adaptation before you move on from the powers um I also want to note that I think they made a very conscientious choice about who she is and who she will be around yeah because they very clearly reflect the color story of um Carol and Monica's powers Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so when she shows up in the Marvels as we know Kamala will be um I think it's gonna look really cool on screen yes and for some people don't care about that and that is your that's your benefit that's your that's your prerogative to care about it or not I do because the visuals are important to me the aesthetics are important to me when I'm watching Mm -hmm. a movie or watching something on screen so I get it, um, and I'm fine with that. But um, that doesn't mean everybody has to be fine with it. Like, just just speaking. That's for an here. overall asterisk of everything yes. we say. <laughs> um, but so I I want to go into the way they adapted her story, um, because I think both stories, I think whether you're talking about the comics or on screen are very rooted in Kamala being a Pakistani American teenager living in Jersey city. I think you can't like, I think both do that very successfully. I think her on screen story roots gives her, gives it roots within her South Asian heritage in a way that the comics, like while that is a very important part of Kamala, her origin story as an, just the superhero powers, just the origin story. I'm not talking about like, you know, how she oh, contends yes, with the powers yes, yes, or yes, her relationship yes, with them, yes. but just the origin story of her, like walking into the Terrigen Mists, like is, yeah. becoming an inhuman um, is not in any way rooted to her heritage or, you know. Like, no, it's, it's more... Just, it's more identity focused in terms of like yeah. it's it's more the um, which is why so many of us I think uh, responded to it was at the time nothing had quite hit in in comics mainstream like that nothing had quite hit on uh, I should say in cape comics rather uh, on that idea of the disconnect you feel of of that awkwardness you feel of living in that sort of hyphenate space of Mm -hmm. not enough of one too much of the other vice versa and that's what Kamala did so well Mm -hmm. here yeah they really which was strong you know you had Bisha K. Ali as the showrunner you had people who really understood like the writer's room I know Bisha has told many stories about how they were able to talk through their own family histories and bring that to the table and let that influence their writing process with Kamala and so you really see that Pakistani, um, not only like American side of things, but the hair, like the the immigrant side of things, the national side of things, the historical side of things, and the cultural and religious side of things. Exactly. And I think if you look at where we were, what normal came out in 2013, I think 2013, we are in a very different place now talking about representation than we were back then. Like we are, I think the, um, I think the, like basically just that told the story that needed to be told in 2013, 2014, Mm -hmm. whenever it came out. And I think this is kind of, I think this reflects where we are in terms of that conversation now. Right. Not that telling it uh, the tr- uh, the faithful rep- like a true a complete representation of the story uh, would be like outdated or anything, but I think yeah. this is just more reflective of where we are now. Plus, you have like so much of of Kamala's origin story is not only the conflict between her Pakistani heritage, you know, the Muslim Pakistani heritage 
and who the person, you know, the growing up, but a lot of it is the conflict between all of that as one and being an inhuman going and seeing, going to the inhumans, Mm, you know, learning who she is as that. And that conflict, the inhumans don't, first of all, the humans don't exist in this, in the MCU as we know them. And so you need to represent that externality conflict in another way. And they have basically took her story and this is going to be a vast overgeneralization, but they basically replaced the humans with her like from Pakistan heritage like in terms of like that is the that's the kind of thing she needs to go to and the thing she needs to understand because if you remember in that first run she goes to like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. right yeah 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 to understand who she is her relationship to who she is and all of that and it's like there are some but they just and i don't know i don't like i think that's i think it's fantastic i think it's a fantastic interpretation yeah, I hadn't thought of it like that because in the she does go to Pakistan in the books, um, but it's a yeah. far shorter journey and it's a far less sort of like um, intensive journey for her. And it's just, it's less of a coming to terms with herself and who she's become journey. Yeah, I think. I mean that that was really interesting to watch. Um, you know, she has that beat with her grandmother because I think something so. Something that we, everyone, and we've talked about this, but something that like in um, a lot of South Asian diasporic households and in in India, obviously, like in Pakistan um, and in the South, like in South Asia in general, have partition stories. They have these Mm -hmm. like historical, this historical trauma. Literally, other than like, I can think of like the Doctor Who episode about it, but other than that, like I've not seen it put on screen on a mainstream stage like they did in this mm-hmm. show yeah. to recognize how it still impacts families today. Like her grandmother yeah. standing on that balcony with her and talking about identity from the perspective, like when we talk about identity, it's very much from the perspective of children of immigrants right. in America, whatever that means, you know, um, because the history of, South Asian immigration in America is also one that's not taught. But this was so, because this hadn't, this wasn't necessarily something we see a lot of either in, in terms of, because it's such a fraught history and it's such Mm -hmm. an, it still has such fraught sort of perspectives and, and um, context that you don't really get to see people who still live there being so mm-hmm. frank about what partition meant for them and their identities, which was a really interesting beat and allowing that theme to exist in such a nuanced fashion in such a big way across the spectrum of who all of these people are. Cause they do it I with agree. Muniba and Kam- like Kamala and Nani and all of it. And I think um, the frankness, which was, you, you, um, touch on this with the frankness with which they talk about it. I don't know in your family, but partition is not something we no we talk about it in terms of like we talk we we talk about it as a shared trauma in my and like in my family, but we don't we don't talk about the specifics. We don't talk, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like the frankness which which they were able to talk about. Um, like I know my family's partition story, and I've asked my grandmother about it, and she's told me what you know she experienced and what they experienced, but. A lot of people, as we get further away from it, we talk about it less, even though it's still a huge has a huge impact um, on you know everything. And so I like the frankness with which they were they talked about it was really refreshing to me. Mm-hmm. No, I because, agree. Like, acknowledging that it's a trauma in some ways, like in some ways, there's like a this this like weird like thing of like. We all know it's a shared trauma, but we don't talk about it as a shared trauma. Yeah, because like you said, I think the effects are still very present, very, very, very present to the extent that it's uh, I know it's a it's a topic that is one that you don't broach in households because of divides. And um, it was very it's very nice to see out of this show so many people learning about partition yes. for the first time and like there's like i think i've seen like two podcast like two like official like podcasts 
launch to talk about partition to like wow. I've seen yeah like I've seen like people talking about it more people like and aimed at like western audiences which is good like we need yeah our discussions of partition but we also need like for we need people to understand it the way you know what I mean like historical so, like, context think, right it's you good. need historical context you should know more than like three pieces of history that happened in the world because we have a focus on you know especially out we have a bias towards European history and towards you know towards histories that we don't think impact us in this country or that are very deliberately decided in this country and so this is a way you know uh Film, TV, books, all of that is a way to show parallel histories and show the examples of what was also happening yeah. in the world. Um, because this is, you know, 1942 to 1947, like, is what we saw in the in the show. Because, right. and that's very recent. Yeah. Right? Very mm-hmm. recent. Um, so, yeah, that we could do an entire episode, I feel like, on those two episodes. Yeah. But for Kamala, what was nice is this confrontation of her own historical context and how that feeds into her perspective on who she is, um, both getting to directly acknowledge her family with um, meeting Aisha and and mm-hmm. saving her grandmother's life, mm-hmm. you know, on those train tracks and um, being in Pakistan and seeing how her own family is connected to this wider story through the Red Dagger um, scenes with Aramis Knight and Farhan Akhtar was, mm-hmm. I thought, really, really fun. Yeah. Um, I know there has been some uh, criticism from the community on the use of gin and uh, how it's used because of its relationship to the way um, – Islam and Muslims are like represented that's not something I think we can speak to I was like I I have I cannot speak to that yeah so we're just gonna we're like acknowledging it yes um because I think some of the criticism we've seen is that they don't the show doesn't necessarily acknowledge some of the real world true like everyday bigotry and racism Yes, um, and, yeah, I've seen that as well. Seen some of that as well. Uh, again, that's not stuff I think that we can speak to, and so we won't. But we can maybe we'll link Acknowledge to, to yeah. yeah, we can link to Suarez's piece. I thought yes, yeah, which yeah, was yeah. strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's some of that. I but Kamala and Imad Vilani's incredible performance, honestly, of slowly sort of like like braiding all these pieces of herself together is so wonderful mm-hmm. yeah right she's so yeah. good she's really really good um and I think um I want to talk I'm not sure if you want to talk about it in this context or wait till later the significance of her mom making her the suit I do let's, want to talk about let's that. wait um I feel like it's kind of tied to this, but are we going to like save that kind of for the end? Because that's like well, kind of no. But let's talk. Ta- let's talk about her mom then, because I thought Muniba was so good mm-hmm. <laughs> and like such a real mother. Like, what was nice about this show is that it didn't lean on stereotypes of yes. South Asian parents. Like, there is they are more than their immigrant status. They are more than yeah. than you know these like societal perspectives on who they are you know they're they're immigrant parents yes but they are flawed and loving and they that's the key right they just really really love their kids they do even when Muniba is being frustrating and angry with her you see where that it's coming from a place of love right and it's coming from a place like she asked multiple times in the series Muniba asks like come like she asks her what's going on? Like, you can talk yeah. to me, what's going on? And Ugh. Kamala chooses not to confide in her, understandably. Like, I, I get why, but it's like, you can see her trying to understand yeah. and, like, figure out, like, if, and if you can't, like, okay, 
then if you if you aren't going to confide in me, then there's just gonna I'm I'm gonna have to go straight to consequences because I don't know what else to do. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. see that you can see her really trying, like even like ruining her brother, like the ruining her brother's wedding thing, like <laughs> like which. You know, like, I would have got, like, I don't even know. I don't what, even know what would have happened. I don't even know what would have happened. And it's like a, it's like, a, this is a different generation than us, though. Like, this yes. is, this is a, like, this is, you know, in a lot of ways, like, this is people, you know, this generation, like, more, and the parents are, I think, more aware than having a I think having a community because um, like when my parents moved here there they didn't have a community like there was yes. like nothing there were no Indian people so they were just doing their best to like give us the values and as we got older it got better but like I think you can really see a maybe a compassion and a desire for understanding that I'm sure my parents had for me but like didn't know how to express um and I love that I feel like it feels very authentic yeah, I think the the way the show handled the relationship between mothers and daughters was yeah. very, very, very strong. Like seeing right. the generational changes and connections and, and how one's choices affect their the people around them. Right. Both in like not not in any like negative and positive way, just that it does yeah. was I thought really well done um, because yeah, you never like there was never a point where you're like, Oh, you're the, the parents are the worst. You know, they no. just, everything they're doing for her is clearly out of love. And even with like the frustration between Munima and her mother, you see the reasoning behind it. You, when they had like, I was like, I've cried so many times in the show, <laughs> but like when Muniba and her mother finally have that conversation when they're in Pakistan and it was like just so honest and heartbreaking because that's a difficult thing to do. I think in many South Asian families is to have that level of honesty was wonderful. And seeing yeah. it paralleled with then how Muniba updates her perspective on who Kamala is. Yeah, I um I, I do want to call like there were moments, especially in those Pakistan, Pakistan scenes where I forgot I was watching like a Marvel show. I forgot I was mm, watching an American yeah. TV show. I just felt like this was some sort of Indian serial I was watching. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like South Asian serial I was watching. Like, just some of the conversations, like the conversation between Muniba and her mother where she's like, like, when are you going to think about coming and living with us? These are conversations we have, like, we have all the time with, you know, yeah. like I see in my family all the time. And it's just like, it was so, it felt so real and so authentic. And it was just so strange and wonderful to see the things that I see happening in my family on the screen and in a Marvel show on top of that, which is like, it's so it's, it's like very cool. Yeah. It, it was, I think many, many people responded to the show in, in that way, but what's I think nice. And, and this is harkening back to this like partition idea is that it introduced so much of this, Mm -hmm. to um, non-South Asian audiences mm -hmm. in a compelling way and not in a mm -hmm. critical way. Yes. And so that was really awesome, right? That was, you know, there was a joy to a lot of it. And there was, a, even in the stress and even in the discord, you know, that was sort of like um, present not because of the culture or because of the religion, but because Kamala is a teenager and making choices to not be honest with her family. Yes. <laughs> like, they're still rooted in joy and, and that sort of things. Um, all right. I think we should talk about now more of the plot-focused stuff. Okay. So you have Kamala, who has become... Not, not Ms. Marvel yet. She's still... Yeah. She doesn't have her superhero name. But so her journey across like sort of the two through six and, and coming to terms with who she is, is tied into figuring out her powers and where they're coming from with this bangle and these things called the clandest clandestines clandestines. Yes. I don't remember. No. Um, with like they're, they are exiled from the Noor dimension. 
yes. which sits parallel to ours or like yeah. on top of ours. It's like it was a little confusing. Um, here is another like was a minor weakness for me. The Kamala stuff was so strong. The identity stuff was so strong. The like origin story stuff was so strong. I feel like they needed more time with what were supposed to be the villains. Oh yeah, no, it, like that's this is why like I'm like uh huh uh huh because I I don't re- I barely remember any of this because <laughs> they just clearly were trying to like get the setup out of the way so they can tell her story, which is fine. But like, there's no I it, yeah the 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 that whole the it's not, it's not very well fleshed out. I think I they didn't quite, have time. Yeah, I feel like they had so much to do. There was so much they needed to do, and they only had six episodes to do it in. Yeah, and it so should have been the, at least eight episodes. Agreed. I think it could have at been ten episodes and also not agreed. felt too long. But, like, what ended up happening then is that you sacrifice villains through line because you had you had the Najma and her group, which they looked cool as hell, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the Belar and the, like, the weapons they were using and all of that was really awesome. But then you also have the um, government agency. What are they? The Department of Cleaning Up or something? I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, whatever they're the guy called. From Ant-Man. Yeah, like whatever. The, wasn't it Ant-Man and the Wasp? Was is that one? That, I don't remember. I don't even remember. Well, it's certainly a No Way Home. That's who is. Yeah, it's No Way Home. That was it. That was. That's it. No who's interrogating yeah. um, mm-hmm. Peter Parker. But you had those like two things that were the the what she was going up against and what she has to deal with and. It felt like maybe neither one of them got the time they needed to really yes. cement themselves as true. Like, uh, what's her face from Orange is the New Black, the the government agency woman? Yeah. Is great in terms of, like, you're like, oh, you're the worst. Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> I was like, I need more understanding of why you're making the choices you're why making. Why you're making Because it just came across as comical. Yes. It was a like little cr- bit. Like it came across as a little like bit cartoonishly. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was no context to any of it. Yeah. So I, that said, the scene in the final episode in the school, the Home Alone scene was so yeah. fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was so delightful and so like perfectly encapsulating what is so joyful about this show. Yeah. Um, because even Cameron, I think, needed a little bit more time to go from, like, I understand he was afraid. I understand he had been um, abandoned by his mother, which was so hard to watch. Yeah. and But the, that that journey was a lot for... For the time that he got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We needed Agreed. a little more to flesh him out. I would have liked to see, like, one of the th- his character is one of the things I think the comics did very well. A very different story, obviously, because it's so different. But I loved the um, the slow, like, kind of like it was. A, he had a really yeah. like powerful, terrible person, but powerful story in the comics. <laughs> like, and the way it unfolds and stuff like that was really really cool mm-hmm. um and i wish they the character had had that time that being said it's nice that he you know that 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 we may be able to follow up with him in a second season or whatever but yeah i do hope they get a second season but me too i, I mean i think the show also benefited a lot from everyone being so engaging and charismatic like rish shah was great as as um cameron i mean can we talk about kamala and her infinity stone style collecting of boys oh my god <laughs> Bruno was was so good. You got Bruno. um, You got Cameron. You have uh, Kareem, who I thought, for my money, I thought Aramis Knight and Iman Vellani were so fun on screen together. They had a nice, they had a nice, yeah. Yeah, they had good chemistry. That fight scene in the train station is so fun. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Can I just talk about Bruno at the wedding and getting in on the Bollywood dancing? Oh my God, it was cute. It was cute. the The wedding was the Bollywood dancing at the wedding was really was really, fantastic. Really, was very yes. very fun. And I um, was like, like clapping along when like you know <laughs> like the parents got in like when Eva got in. like I I just it was is that's exactly what happens at a wedding. Yeah, like the parents cute. like do a dance and it's like you know like oh I had no idea like you know like it was, <laughs> it was, it was very sweet. It was cute. 
Um, but all of them are so good. Like they're so, mm-hmm. everyone has such wonderful chemistry. Like, Can I just say, I'm so glad Bruno, sorry, I totally interrupted you, but I'm so glad Bruno went ahead and went to Caltech because I was really afraid he was going to, remember at the end of the yeah, series? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I was afraid he was going to turn it down because he wanted to stay with, like, let's just stay with Kamala. And that's like one of my like big pet peeves and like. Well, in the comics, he goes to Wakanda, right? Is that what happens? Honestly. I think I, I do not. I, I thought it was just reflecting that sort of same thing where he, because Bruno is also very very smart, very um, uh, he. I'm pretty sure he goes. I, don't remember. I, don't I think remember. so. He goes. I thought it was Wakanda. He goes somewhere to get like this like tech education. Uh, so I wasn't surprised that they sent him off because I think. It wouldn't be the same show if he made the decision to stay. Yeah, that's right? the thing. Like, it would not be the, you know. Like, it wouldn't yeah. be, like, the show is so clear on choices and what you should, right? It's good is not a thing you are, good is a thing you do. Like, yes. that show, the show is, a, like, Kamala Khan is so much about, like, the choices she makes. And so, of course, Bruno went. Of course. That yeah. was what was right for him and, and the choice he should have made. Um, and then sending... Cameron off to Pakistan to the Red Pakistan, Daggers. Right, right. So we'll see what happens there. Um, we haven't talked about Nakia. Nakia, who, yeah. That friendship with it just like my heart is so full for them. Yeah. Like when they're standing in the bathroom and they're just like, I love you. Like and like supporting your friend to do the thing to like be like, you are good enough to be this person. Mm-hmm. Like, y- yes. Um yes. Ugh, it was so I might start crying like right now like it is it is um yeah I've always found like like I've always found like on the comics page I found their friendship very powerful yes um, and I'm really glad that Nakia was not in the dark for as long as she was in the comic first mm-hmm. comic run like she doesn't find out until I mean this weeks. was like a ultimate Spider-Man situation like everyone fucking knew by the end yep <laughs> I was like, yes. So, you know, you mentioned the the costume yeah. from Muniba. Like, I like it's a big deal she got it made in Pakistan and like gave it to her. Like, like it's an accepting of her. I, oh, the ex- like, oh, like my heart. I don't know if I can take it. Like, just the accepting of the identity and this is who you are. Uh-huh. And I, you have my blessing, even if, like, I mean, you know, it's it's hard. Like, I mean, it's good, but, like, it's hard. Like, it's, like, hard for my heart. <laughs> no, it was the the way they present community is really nice in the show, you know? Like, it goes from, like, acknowledging the pieces of it, but how it builds together, like, culminating in that, like, you know, uh, Spider-Man moment at the end of, like, all of them coming together to protect her. Mm-hmm. From the DOD, or not the DOD, sorry, I've been watching Superman and Lois, but from whatever this department is, uh, and just being like, no, you can't have her. Although I was like, Maniba, <laughs> you are absolutely telling everyone that's your kid. Like, right stop, yelling, <laughs> stop yelling her name. Stop, stop, yelling, stop her name. yelling her name. <laughs> Secret identities. <laughs> it was really cute. It was. It was really funny. I don't it's know. It's very desi parent. <laughs> very, very desi parent. Um, is there? I feel like. So the we have to talk about the big, 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 big thing, which is of course like Kamala's and Kamala's the first mutant official yeah, mutant. Yeah, uh, I was MCU. like, what? I I don't know where my luck is coming from that nothing is getting spoiled for me, even though I'm like seeing stuff like way after. Like I had no idea. Um, when they played that freaking guitar riff from X-Men 97 cartoon, I paused it and I screamed because I was like, oh my God. I was like, no. So, you know, they've, they're, we've known the mutants are coming to the MCU yes. for a while. Yes. Uh, but, and there, it's still, I think the official introduction is still a ways off. Um. But yeah, no, this was very cool. She's well, she was so originally they had always wanted her to be an X-Man. Like they yes. wanted her to be a mutant, but there was a corporate edict that because Marvel at the time didn't own the film rights to the to the X-Men to that's make why they her, created the Inhumans. That's why they created the Inhumans. And so making Kamala Khan an Inhuman was not necessarily an editorial decision. 
So it's nice to be able to see her exist in the place that the creators wanted her to. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited to see what this means, though. Yeah, yeah. And I'm very curious to see what it means in terms of her power. It doesn't, is her power related to her muta- her being a mutant? Is it, you know what I mean? Like, I'm curious mm-hmm. to see how the two intersect. Like, her heritage as all of this, you know, with the bangle and all that. How do the two identities intersect? Do they? Like, what? Um, I don't know. I think oh, we're, we're going to find out. Because, so, like, then yeah. the post-credit yeah. sequences, of mm-hmm. course, she's got her costume on. She's, like, looking in the mirror. She looks so cute. And then something happens where she falls so backwards. She, in, I don't know. It's, like, switches places, maybe, Switches places. And then, yeah, Carol Danvers is standing in this room. And she like, looks around and sees, like, all these posters of herself. <laughs> that was great. It's so good. It's so funny. <laughs> I did also like that Marvel, like the name, by the way, Miss Marvel comes from, like, it's not just she's basing herself as little Carol. Like, it's, it comes from her. Like, they did a really good job tying everything back to Mm -hmm. the person Kamala is. Like, yeah. yeah. Yes, I agree. I think having her have that conversation with her dad on the roof was very sweet. And she got these moments with everybody. In such a wonderful way. I keep coming back to it. Like, they hit the jackpot with Iman Villani. She's Yeah, just, she's so good. So delightful. And a friend of mine I was talking to about it yesterday, and he was pointing out, like, they took an actress who was a huge MCU fan and turned her into an MCU, you know, star. Mm-hmm. And the story of the character is a huge superhero fan who turns into a superhero. I know. So like it is like, it's a nice parallel on the authenticity. You really see it. Yeah. It's cute. It's very, very, very sweet. Oh yeah. man. All right. I think that's <sighs> Ms. Marvel. It was great. Yeah. It was I great. Think. It was great. Oh, it's the DODC is what it's D-O-D-C. called. I, the D- I was so close. DODC. Um, but yeah, it's a great, it was a great series. I'm a big fan, really. Um, so what's next? She-Hulk is next, right? In August? Yes. She-Hulk yes. is next. Coming soon? Yeah, August, I, guess. I think. Yeah. yeah my guess is they don't want to overlap She-Hulk and um, Andor, which is why they probably yeah pushed Andor. Um, I don't know if we're going to be covering it the same way. Like maybe we'll do like we'll a- see. We'll see if we how we watch feel the about first episode, episode and see how we feel. I don't know about um, when does it air. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Welcome to this very professional podcast, I know, right? <laughs> um, where we're you can gonna hear me typing. Um, release date August eighteenth. Okay, August eighteenth. Um, we will definitely not be covering the first because I'm traveling basically the rest of August. So we probably will not cover the first few episodes of it. And then we'll see kind of a few episodes in Mm -hmm. how we feel, but I think we will come, we will do pretty regular coverage of rings of power Mm -hmm. unless it's really bad. (laughs) And, um, and, uh, and or, and or, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Time, time just she keeps moving. Yeah. And I feel like there's another. I know Lower Dex is coming back at the end of August, but we don't do necessarily what regular is, recaps of that. What Lower Dex? Oh, Lower Dex, yes. Star Trek Lower Dex, yeah. yes. Yes, 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 yes. Um, no, we do not. Um, Yeah, so that's the next several months planned out. <laughs> I'm sure there's more, too, that we're completely forgetting. I feel like there's something big I'm forgetting that's just like. So. Whatever. We'll get yeah. we'll get to what we get to. I we think will. Is the lesson I think that's we're learning. That's the lesson. Well, that's the lesson we are learning. Like at this point, because I would have expected we were going to do episode by episode of this, and then I could not get my shit together. And so <laughs> it it is what it is. It is what it is. This is a venture of joy. Yes, this is a venture of joy. It absolutely is. Okay. Um, okay. So what are you doing? Okay, so uh, well, my Spider-Man book is out, and if you have not bought it, please do Spider-Man: yeah. Social Dilemma. And the then the reviews of it have been very sweet, especially like videos uh, yeah. of like kids getting it and stuff. Like, oh my lord, it's like making my day every time yeah. I get another note or something. Like, people have been sending me like really nice notes, and and so like yeah, it's awesome when people pick up on what you're doing and and yeah. enjoy it. 
Um, and then the third Avengers Assembly book comes out in, in like three weeks, which I didn't Oh my god, realize. I haven't pre-ordered it yet. Okay, I'm gonna do that as soon as we like, get off the oh uh, my god. <laughs> it's like exchange students 101. Okay, they're okay. Gonna be hanging out at with the X-Men. Okay. Um, oh, nice, nice. And then this last one is something we're both doing. Yes. There's an organization called Unlock Her Potential, and they have a mentorship program, and Swapna and I are both signed up as mentors me for kidlit writing me for kind of media and uh journalism that sort of thing (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so applications are open now i think they close at the end of august so we'll put a link in the show notes on how to apply if you're interested in either one of those spaces yeah Um, and specifically for women of color yes Um, thank you yeah yeah so um but yeah we would i would love if you you know I'm really excited about this. I've been wanting to get into mentorship for a while and it's a really hard thing to do on your own. So I was really excited to be asked for it. Preeti recommended me as a mentor for this program because this is her second year doing it. Right? Mm-hmm. This is going to yes. be your second year. Um, my first, but I'm really excited to, um, I don't know, give back. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice little program and it's, you spend a year with the person and you have like monthly meetings and check in on, on, on what they're doing. So yeah, if that's something you're interested in, the link Please will be in the show notes. Uh, and now... What are you doing? Um, Far Out, the uh, third episode came out on the 28th mm-hmm. of July. We've got another episode coming out in two weeks. Um, and that one is on... Four. I don't remember. <laughs> Lab-grown meat. I think there we go. <laughs> uh, like, well, I'm, I'm, so right, if, to, to give you some context, I am filming one... I just finished the scripts and I'm filming 106, 107, and 108 in a week. And we're starting to decide topics for 109, 110, and 111. So I am at any given time holding like seven episodes Mm -hmm. of of topics in my head because I'm working on like seven at once. So yeah. So this is why like there are times when like I'll go on a podcast to promote the show and be like, I don't remember. I don't remember what that episode's Because like it's just like I need to like just keep print out a list and like keep it. uh, Because yeah, it is a little bit embarrassing. But that is why. Um. Uh, so writing my Wired column and my stargazing book, I just got copy edits for early, which never happens. Nope. Uh, and, but they didn't change the return deadline. So instead of having like a week to work on copy edits, I have like two weeks, which is like amazing. Nice. Um, and that's coming out in fall 2023. Wow. Time. Yeah. I know. Um, all right. What are you into? Um, I am, so I figured out how to get Xbox Game Pass streaming to work on, um, my Steam Deck, so I'm playing Star Wars Squadrons, and it's interesting, it's one of those games, I think I'm gonna end up liking it because I didn't pay for it, because if I had, but if I had paid, like, 30 bucks or however much it costs for it, I think I probably would have been like, eh, this Mm. is not worth it, but because, like, it's free with my husband's Game Pass account, like, it's fun to just go in and play for, like, 15 minutes and, like, peace out after a mission, um, I'm also doing an audio reread of Sangu Mandana's trilogy. Uh, I don't remember the full trilogy name. It's basically a space opera based on the Mahabharata. Um, oh, yeah, super, yeah, yeah. Super, super yeah. good. I loved it, but, like, I loved the first two books, and then I started the third one, and I was like, I know, I cannot remember what happened. <laughs> but I loved the first, especially the second book. The first book's really good, but, like, the second book is, like, incredible, like, depiction of female anger, like, really, really good. Um, so I decided to go back and do the first two on audio so I can read the third one. Um, so I'm doing a reread now and it's very good on audio. So highly recommend that. Um, okay. I just watched all of the Sandman on Netflix. I'm a huge, huge fan of the series. Like it, it's one of my favorite, favorite books. Uh, well, comic, comic runs, I should say. And so I was a little, I had some trepidation going into it, yeah. but it's so good. You they know, did. it's been funny, the reception to that, because I have seen reviews all over the spectrum, and so it's super interesting. I mostly have seen that people liked it. Here's what I'll say. I thought that this book was unadaptable. I was like, how would you even do this? Like, how how do you bring this into any semblance of a television show? Like, right. you know, and I think they handled it really well, for the most part. There's some choices I didn't agree with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is another instance they really benefit from incredible casting. Like mm-hmm. Tom Sturridge, uh, I was, when I found out he was cast, I was a little like, oh, I don't know. He's so good. Okay. He's okay. so, so, so good. Uh, Kirby Howell-Smith is death and she is 
excellent. You know, there are all these like little pieces of casting that are so, so strong and they've taken some of my favorite pieces of the comics and just literally like put them on screen, adapted them. So it's not like a one for one shot because nobody that's boring. Nobody wants that, but handled it really well. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was like, it's atmospheric. It's beautiful. The music is great. The like, characterizations are great the story is great the writing is great like I highly recommend it and I think it's only like I think it's only 10 episodes Mm -hmm. and they're like 40 to 50 minutes long it really Mm -hmm. like we got through it in a weekend okay like a few episodes every day and how would you feel about recommending it to somebody who's never read the series I've never read the comics I'm very curious like I've been talking that was a question I asked because I love it because I love the comics, um, but a lot of people, the first episode is a little rough. Okay. It's a little bit of a bummer if you're not super familiar, um, but okay. after that, people are very, very, very into it from what I understand, even if they okay. haven't read the book. So okay. with that first episode, just knowing that it, uh, the pacing gets up and, and moves a little bit better afterwards. Okay. Um, and then, like I said, I am watching Superman and Lois. The second season is on HBO Max. Finally. This is the most stressful show. I like, heard really good things about it. It's so good. Like, I think I freaked out about the first season when I when it was on HBO Max. So I'm, like, watching the second season now. And usually I like to binge things. It's so stressful I can't binge it. I, like yeah. – I. I will watch a few episodes and I and even mid episode I have to pause and like take a breath. This is how I feel about For All Mankind. This is why I haven't even started the third season because it is so stressful. Just how it's my my favorite shows, but it's so stressful. I just don't know how people watched this week to week. I would have died waiting. Like I, there are things that like they just did like this whole Bizarro storyline is happening, which is really fun. And of course, like Tyler Hecklin. Mm-hmm. I would pay so much money to see Tyler Hecklin's Superman meet Robert Pattinson's Batman. Like, so much money, I can't even tell you. Because I think it would be incredible to see the two of them interact in character. Like, forget Henry Cavill, Ben Affleck. Uh-uh. Our pets, Tyler Hecklin. Give me this, like, I need this. I feel like they are perfect, perfect to like meet up with each other um and then i'm playing final fantasy 15 how no? is it I, I i started it and i got like literally maybe an hour in and then i was like i was just kind of thrown off that it was a road trip game oh my god so because i was like this is final fantasy what is it why so i want to go back but like I never have. Well, it's the free. I will say it's the free game on the PS Monthly right now, which right. is why I downloaded it because I was like, whatever. I mean, free in quotation marks. It's a subscription yes. game. Um, <laughs> also, same. Yeah, so I was like, oh, this is like a buddy road trip movie, but like, yeah. so it's a little like it's a little discordant with the story because like you're a prince on a road trip with your friend, going and to like you- marry somebody. Yeah. But, like, in the midst of, like, you being on your way, like, your kingdom gets attacked by the, the the country you're supposed to unify with or, like, have this marriage contract with. And your father dies, but you're still on this. Still like, on a road trip? You're still on a road trip? I was, like, super thrown off by, like, also it being an open world, which I didn't realize yeah. when I got it. It's an open world Final Fantasy game, which yeah. I think might have been the first one. Um, because Final Fantasy games are usually so linear. So I just like was like, I have no idea what to do. I have no idea why I'm in a car with these people. I'm so confused. So <laughs> I just like put it down. It's really fun, I will say. So like okay. I Okay, good. I'm like fifteen hours into it or okay, so okay. like playing. And I'm still very early on because I'm doing the thing that I love in open world games, which is I'm like going around and trying to do everything I can in yeah. a map before moving. And also so I can get like be like 10 levels ahead of where I need right. to be before I go on to the next thing. It took me a second to get a handle on the mechanics of fighting. Okay. Um, but I'm not like my Final Fantasy history is like FF7R in yeah. terms of what I have like really, really played. So I'm not a super like knowledgeable Final Fantasy person. Yeah. But it it's really, really fun. It's a little bizarre. Yeah. I do wish there was a more consistent way for me to like bypass the road tripping, but also it's kind of nice. It like forces you to take a second 
<laughs> to like sit back and just like listen to the music while these guys drive down the highway. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna continue playing it. I think, and I think I'm gonna get a lot out of it yeah. after after doing like the Arkham Knight series or the the Arkham trilogy, which is what I did last. This is like a little bit more relaxing and bright, <laughs> so yeah, it's a nice that's like, like counter. That's the thing. Like I, I've been wanting to go back to it for a long time. I love Final Fantasy games and just never have like picked it back up. But I might at some point soon. It's nice and it's like I, what's nice about it is that like I don't feel like I have to sit and play for like ten hours. Yeah. Like I can like because there's I think it's because of the road trip stuff that I'm like okay I played for like an hour I can put it down and come back to it it's fine. Right. So that's kind of nice. Um. All right. Okay. We are part of the Hard Knock Life Podcast Network. You can find all the podcasts in the Hard Knock Media family at hardknockmedia.com. That's NOC for Nerds of Color. And thank you to our patrons over at Patreon. Thank you to Meredith and Rita at the $12 level and Amber, Jordan, Annie, Brandy, Claire, Brian, Robert, Chris, The Knot Family, Bria, Geisha, Ruth, and Gavita at the $5 level. You can head over to patreon.com slash Girls uh, if you want to join that community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, um, until no, I'm yes. Swap, I'm at oh, S. Krishna. You're right. I'm on you're Twitter. Right. I'm on you're Twitter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we are on Twitter at Dancing Geek Girls. We don't. Can you tell we didn't? You didn't. We didn't paste this part. I forgot. Um, <laughs> this is my fault. Um. Uh, yes. <laughs> and then I start just like yelling my Twitter handle like at yeah. S. Krishna. At S. Krishna. Okay. <laughs> Um, I'm on Twitter at S. Krishna. You can find us on Twitter at Daisy Geek Girls. And I am uh, at Run With Skizzers, S-K-I-Z-Z-E-R-S. And now truly until next yes, time. Yes, until next time. We will see you. In hell. Bow. 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 Bow.